0: From the NLRPD to KTHV to
1: behind the microphone, it's Scott Romine with Watney Unplugged. Hey, Scott Romine here. Our guest today is a stunt person, stunt coordinator, actor, director. You've you've done pretty much everything. Corey Eubanks, and we're coming to you from Texas today. It's the first time you've lived outside of California, right? Yes, and thank God I've. You know it's got it's. It's the
0: morals of the people here in Texas and, and the politeness and the decency.
1: It's just so refreshing compared to the. And the restaurants. <clears throat> and the restaurants. Got yeah, some good food here. Unbelievable. Isn't it something? We've been to Peacocks now and we went to, what's the Grumps. Grumps good places and there's a place called hard eight which is really really good it's a barbecue place right yes i saw that on the map and we didn't make it yet so. yeah you haven't lived till you've been to hard eight <laughs> <laughs> so you know let's start at the beginning your dad is bob eubanks who people know from the newlywed game what was it like growing up with a famous dad well you know i really didn't have anything to compare it to i thought it was the norm you know
0: it was just we go out to a restaurant and nine or 10 people would come up to the table and want his autograph. It was a little weird that, like, there was this one restaurant we used to go to all the time in Calabasas called Howard Johnson's, and he would wear a cowboy hat and sunglasses, and we would park around in the back, come in through the kitchen to come find a booth, and within 10, 15 minutes, there would still be people coming up, wanting to, you know, say hi and get his autograph, because back then in the 70s, you know, his show, The Newlywed Game, was, was on twice a day 2, right, two thirty in the afternoon, eight thirty at night. Everybody knew that face. Probably but still airs. I think it does. Is there our, a game show network or the something? Game show network. And I remember not too long ago, I put it on and showed my daughter, my daughters. They're now fifteen, my twins. I said, "That's your grandpa right there." And they're like, "No way!"
1: I'm like, "Yeah, when he was younger, that's him." Did you go to the show with him very much? I went once. You met Arnold, right? I Well, that's when he was doing,
0: my dad was producing a thing called Celebrity Secrets. Okay. And I wanted to meet Sugar Ray Leonard. And it just so happened that while we were there, my dad points off to the side and there was Arnold Schwarzenegger in a suit and tie just standing there with his hands in front of him like he's behaving himself. And my dad goes, do you want to meet the world bodybuilding champion? I said, no, I want to meet Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> so no, I did not meet i didn't really not, no i didn't even want to <laughs> you just
1: had no idea
0: no i didn't know he was gonna become a superstar or whatever but no I, yeah i did, I
1: wanted to meet sugar ray leonard and then it like you know you like me you're watching the dukes of hazard and you end up on the dukes of hazard yes uh like you i i had the
0: urge and the and the desire to jump the general lee and I just mentioned that to my dad one time. God, wouldn't that be great if I could wouldn't that be something if I could jump the General Lee? something? That'd be like a dream come true. Cause you know, I was I was it was known that I wanted to be a stunt man. I had gone to a stunt school, Kim Kahana's stunt school. Um that's what and my dad knew a lot of stunt coordinators and he was, you know, starting to spread the word a little bit. Hey my son wants to get in the industry and I just got my Screen Actors Guild card on a movie called The Sting 2, which made me eligible to then work on any feature film or mm-hmm. TV show. But when my dad mentioned it, he knew the executive producer of The Dukes of Hazzard and went a guy named Paul Picard, and he went in and called him on a Friday night while the show was on. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and then uh, next thing you know, my dad comes out of his office and says, yeah, you're going to start on Monday. I'm like, this is nepotism. This is... <laughs> This is nepotism, but it works. You know,
1: and they give you a hard time a hard way to go. Starting out, I guess they thought, well, he doesn't deserve to be here. He's oh, eighteen years old, and I didn't deserve
0: it. I didn't earn my way. I ha- I was more of a liability than anything. I had no experience. I had no special skills that they needed. No experience. Long line of of stuntmen far more deserving, who had the experience and and knowledge and and deserved to be on the show, but they were not hired by the executive producer so here i was i couldn't be fired so they thought <laughs> well let's just torture this kid and get him to quit and they would give me all the really lousy unsafe stunts to do hoping that i would and i went to the hospital three times and you know one of them from jumping the general Lee the, over semi-trailer tra- lengthwise where they were experimenting with the angle well, of, sure. of the jumps the jump ramps Because if I went to the hospital, it was no great loss. It was like, oh, now we can't do this because Corey, no, we could do anything. I was always just the passenger or something, but it was a good stunt school for me. You know, I did uh, 87 episodes.
1: These guys were the jocks jock, wouldn't you say? I mean, you you know, I I run around like the motor unit guys, you know, which is just, an extension of the football team. But these stud guys are like at a whole nother league of their own. The ones that I've been, around. you know, they'll do some crazy stuff. Yeah. They do some stuff that you say without
0: well, really wasn't uh, very smart. <laughs> 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 really wasn't thought out very thoroughly. And, but yet you knew the risks were high, but you do it anyway. And there's just something about that. There's that you're, it's almost like if, 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 if every safety procedure is taken and every uh, element of danger is eliminated, it's like then just have the actor do it if there's no risk.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, it's still risky sometimes. Talk about Al Wyatt Jr. Oh, my gosh. Al
0: Wyatt Jr. Um, I, I, I think one of the most phenomenal stunt drivers in the history of, of film and television. And I was honored and lucky to be his passenger on Dukes of Hazard. And you can have conversations with guys like uh, Reese Millen, who's a very mm-hmm. established race car driver, stunt driver. And he's, he will tell you how inspired he was just to pitch a car sideways from watching the Dukes of Hazard, watching the General Lee sliding around a corner that was being driven by Al Wyatt Jr. And the thing that I try to explain to other people is there's a feel when you're riding passenger with someone yes i would look over and i'd watch his hands on the steering wheel and how he would maneuver the steering wheel and, and when he would engage the mm. the emergency brake to lock up the rear tires when he would go to the accelerator to get on the on the you know to break traction and have you know a throttle control but it was a feel in the vehicle that uh and once you kind of adapt that feel and you could Reproduce it when you're driving. It, it, I learned all that from Alan, and he was just a phenomenal athlete. His sense of timing was just impeccable,
1: and his sense of humor was just off the charts. <laughs> he was a funny guy. <laughs> Would you, outside of the car stuff, like when Bo and Luke are walking along the edge of the building in Hazard County? I mean, is that you and Alan, or who's doing those stunts? No, whenever whenever you'd see Tom Wopat
0: outside of the vehicle that was a guy named clifford happy <clears throat> it was clifford happy or john cade there was one other stunt guy that was doubling i can't remember his name but yeah clifford happy did the majority because i was too short i'm too short standing ah. uh on my feet to, to be doubling tom opat and matter of fact he didn't like that i doubled him in the car and would send notes up to the first unit where we'd be, I mean, second unit where we'd be shooting and, and say, hey, have Corey sit on a furniture blanket or something so he sits up higher. And I would never do that. And then we would be driving, going past, like we're going to go down to base camp, and, and and from where we were filming, we'd have to pass the first unit. And I remember one time driving by, and I saw Tom looking to see, because I was driving, so I I slid down in the seat even lower, like I could <laughs> barely see over the steering wheel, you know. Just to mess with them, you know. But no, so I was never. Whenever, yeah, whenever it was out of the car, it was it was either Clifford Happy or John Cade.
1: You guys were doing incredible stuff, jumping off of a moving truck onto the hood of another vehicle. I mean, unbel- I mean, this kind of stuff really wasn't done before the Dukes of Hazard. I wouldn't think not to that extent. Well,
0: I and it's funny. I mean, I've been doing this for forty-one years, and I compare now the same exact stunts that we did on Dukes of Hazard, where there was no, um safety lines there were no uh platforms underneath the vehicle that if you fell off the rooftop basically right, right the stunt you're just talking about is is done but now it's done in either on a green screen on a stage the vehicle's not even moving and a stunt performer is falling onto the rooftop as if they've jumped off something and they're still on a decelerator they're on a, a, a line mm-hmm. so they're not hitting with full impact and then it, it's really it's like um hey it's all good i mean safety is awesome but the raw how raw it was back then and and the stunts that they did it's like hey if you messed up and fall off the rooftop of that car while you're doing the transfer from one vehicle to another going 45 miles an hour on the asphalt and you jump onto that rooftop if you fall off you're going to hit the asphalt at 45 miles an hour. (laughs) yeah it's gonna happen yeah just know that and so you hope your cowboy boots that you're wearing are going to give
1: you good traction so you don't slip (laughs) and fall But you were Daisy Duke, too, a few times, right? Yes. I'm very proud of that. (laughs) Very proud to have doubled Daisy
0: Duke, Catherine Bach.
1: Do you draw straws for that, or you just hey, let the kid do it?
0: They they played a bad, bad practical joke on me the very first time. (laughs) They came and got me. When I say they, it was um, the second assistant director on the set with all this urgency and panic in his voice you got to get dressed up as Daisy. They need you on first unit. You hurry, hurry, come with me. We're going to go to the wardrobe, to, wardrobe trailer. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And the, here, here's a dress. You got to put this dress on. And I'm like, oh my God, really? I, seriously? Like, yeah, hurry. Then you got to go get a wig put on. And so I put the dress on and I'm driving the Jeep and I had my, I'd try to roll up my pant legs. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're going to see that. You got to take your pants off. Of course. And it's winter time. It's Really, really cold. And Shave your legs. My legs. I'm not hairy to begin with, but so I guess that's why I was chosen. But so I'm like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Is this the norm? I don't know. I'm just started out in the in the business. I'm eighteen years old. I don't know how this shit works. And next thing you know, I'm in the makeup and hair trailer and they're putting this wig on me and they pin it to your head. And then they put lipstick on me. Oh, yeah. And then the door flies open and there's the Jeep. Now, like, here's a walkie talkie quick. They need you up first unit. Go, 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 go. And I get in the Jeep and I start driving up this dirt road to where the first unit's filming. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever been wearing a skirt and a wig. but in a, Not this week. No. Well, let me give you some advice. Yeah, okay. If you're ever wearing a skirt and, and a wig <laughs> and you're driving in a, a Jeep with no top. Sure. Your hair is going to blow forward. And your skirt's going to blow backwards. So <laughs> you keep got, that in mind. Yeah. You got to kind of work that out. Sure. So, so you could see where you're going and not really get too cold. And I get up to the first unit and I park and I see the first assistant director a guy named JP. And I'm going to go up to him to ask, okay, what do you, I'm here. Let him know I'm here. <laughs> and everyone's looking at me really weird. Like, you know, the grips and electricians and the transportation guys, everyone's looking at me because I'm still a fresh face on, mm-hmm. on the show. Now I'm dressed like a chick. I'm dressed like Catherine Bach. <laughs> and trying to walk in those dang high heels in the dirt is not easy. And I go up to JP. I go, JP, I'm, I'm here. What do you need me to do? He goes, I see that you're here. The question is, why? Why, why? why are you dressed like Daisy Duke? I go, they told me on second unit that you needed me to drive the Jeep. He goes, no, no, we don't need you here. And we don't need you dressed as Daisy Duke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whose
0: idea was it? I I don't Al Wyatt probably between Al Wyatt and Gary Baxley or I don't know to this day. I didn't even yeah I was just you know embarrassed and and humiliated and you know drove back down to second unit and got changed in my my regular street oh, okay, clothes. Grief. Never found out who. Never found out who pulled that trick.
1: Where I got to ask you. The shows, all these 80s action shows, was it was so competitive with the rating of, you know, Knight Rider and Dukes and A-Team and all this stuff. Was it competitive among the crews? I mean, would it be frowned on if you went over and worked on A-Team for three days and come back and worked on I mean, how, how did that work? Or was it the same guys kind of making all of it? Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned A-Team because
0: Craig Baxley Sr., was the one who went and shot the pilot for the A-team when they shot it in Mexico. And he was running that show, so he came from Dukes of Hazard. So really, A-team was an extension of the Dukes of Hazzard stunt team. And the majority of the people, Henry Kinji, Bob Orson, um, all came from the Dukes of Hazard. And the only real competitive was Knight Rider. Yeah, I think Buzz drove on both. <coughs> Buzz, Buzz Bundy. Buzz right? Bundy, yes, you're right, he did. And, uh, and then Fall Guy. Uh, which I did the last twenty-two episodes of the last season of Fall Guy, but with, with which was basically the Dukes of Hazard uh, stunt team went over there and did that series.
1: Was there a point of time, Corey? I've always wondered, like the Dukes goes off in '85, and the Fall Guy, and Knight Rider, and all these things, uh, the, the action car crashing shows come to an end. Was there a period where like? A lot of stunt guys were, man, what are we going to do now? This thing is kind of over. Or did it just turn into them working on movies? It turned into the movies. It turned into the feature films.
0: A lot of the feature film scripts, you know, have been, they're they're written, you know, years and years and years ago prior. Mm -hmm. While the one hour action shows were still the number one draw. And so they would write these screenplays that incorporated all similar type of vehicular Mm -hmm. stunts. And then by the time they get the, they pitch the script, they get it financed, they get an actor attached. It's five to ten years before now that they're going to make the movie, and those stunts have still already been written in there. So so yeah, the feature films were still, you know, one of them being Cobra in 1985. By that time, I believe Dukes of
1: Hazard had been. He went off in '85. '85, and the Cobra came out in like '86, so you would have been shooting in '85. Yeah,
0: and we had the same exact type of vehicular stunts, you know, jumps, turnovers, flipping cars, and stuff, car chase, and, and and the funny thing is, I just recently worked on the new Walker Texas Ranger, and did a cannon roll, and we we, we were doing those back in the '80s. So it's like the the stunts that haven't really they haven't come up with any new tricks, really. It, no. It's, it's a, a jump, a pipe ramp we call, which it hit or, and flip the car, or a cannon roll, or or a sidewinder. But the same the same vehicular stunts that we uh, not I'm not gonna say I invented them, but I say we the my generation back there in the '80s in, invented these types of stunts. Vehicular stunts are still being executed today, the same exact way, and it's funny even on Transformers you know, we're doing the same exact stunts and everyone's like thinking that's like cutting edge. Yeah. Brand sad. new. I'm like, no, dude, we've been doing this for 40 years. It's the same exact, it's just a different vehicle.
1: Didn't a director tell you to come around the corner in some car and don't do some old Dukes of Hazard stuff? Something like that. And you did it. And they thought it was great, but it was straight out of Dukes. I've been told that more times than really. I've been told,
0: cause they find out, oh yeah, this is Corey Ebanks and he worked on Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Well, we didn't want any of that Dukes of Hazard stuff. I'm like, like, it's a bad thing. Right. And so I would just drive the corner fast, <laughs> but just drive it. And they're like, well, can you make it look more exciting? I'm like, yeah. So I come around the corner and I'd do what we did on dukes of course i'd hit the emergency brake to lock up the rear tires i'd pitch the car sideways get on the throttle big old slide and they're like yeah that's what i'm talking about i go yeah that's what we exactly what we did on dukes of hazard
1: oh well you know it just you know I'm I'm, I'm," and they'd walk (laughs) the show has a weird stigma i guess in hollywood i don't know they won't put it on tv i guess because of the flag but why would people talk that way about it don't they understand it's the greatest thing ever The TV show was much more rooted in morals and family values and saying the prayer at the dinner table and all of that stuff that has nothing to do with that movie. Yet someone has deemed the movie not offensive and the television show, which is basically Andy Griffith show with Mm -hmm. car jumps is somehow offensive. Does that make any kind of sense? It makes no sense at all. Like what's
0: (laughs) 99 percent of what's going on in this world today makes no sense that it's right in there that's at the fits right in there with it at the top of the list of things that don't make sense good morals family values uh fighting crime doing knowing right from wrong and doing the right thing
1: yeah and the bad guys not really being that bad
0: yeah you know yeah
1: but we can't put that on tv
0: no because it's going to offend somebody
1: uh, I'll never figure it out.
0: Get some thicker skin.
1: He drives Bumblebee. He drove the General Lee. You have drove Kit when they reimagined Knight Rider. And you rode Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. How did you get that gig? I didn't only ride his bicycle. I crashed
0: it. Awesome. <laughs> I crashed his bicycle and had to go to the hospital. <laughs> One of the most humiliating moments of my life is when you have to go to the hospital dressed
1: like Pee Wee Herman because you crashed your bicycle. But did anybody really know who Pee Wee was no. at that point? No, and that's the thing. You go to the hospital dressed like him.
0: Like that. Short hair, waxed up in the front, lipstick, rosy red cheeks, uh, that skinny little tight gray suit that was too small. Kids and, are wearing that to the prom now. and the red bow tie. <laughs> yeah, they are. It would uh, fit in now. Back then, I didn't fit in. It didn't yeah, look... It- right. And, you, and there you are in the emergency room. They don't know that you're a Hollywood stuntman working on a feature <laughs> film for Warner Brothers. They just think you're some freak that came in who fell off his bike and hit his yeah. head. Yeah. And let's tend to this guy. I, I I remember there was this really cute nurse. I think the second time, it was the second time I had to go to the hospital and I had to ride the Bucking Bull. Mm-hmm. P- oh, yeah. Pee Wee well, P- well, gets on a Bucking well, Bull. he's in Texas. He was supposed to be in Texas. Yeah. We were actually in Costa Mesa, California. But- I got hooked in the back of the head by the bull, got knocked unconscious and they uh, hauled me off to the hospital and I woke up on the gurney and um, I remember this really cute nurse, I'm like trying to like flirt with her and I like saw my reflection in one of the windows, (laughs) right? I'm like,
1: oh my God. This is gonna go nowhere. Did you have the red shirt on and the big like bandana and everything? Yeah. He was dressed differently when yeah. he was on the bull. And and then I almost went to the hospital when I rode the motorcycle through the billboard.
0: That's you. Yeah. you you just stick your legs out. Yeah. They they didn't want me to look like I could ride very well. I said, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and the, I love that shot. And and the and Tim Burton, the director, goes, Yeah, if you could just crash through it and then just crash the bike. Mm-hmm. no problem because when that went th- if you've ever driven through balsa wood at, at, like i don't know I was probably going 30 35 miles an hour it feels like <laughs> you're being smacked by a tennis racket right in the face which you go
1: ah and i like you know just crap lost control of the bike and just dumped it hard it's a great shot too so yeah. and they're just standing there watching yeah they're watching what kind of bike was it it was a triumph really yeah it was a triumph i believe where was that? Was it a real bar? It was a real book
0: called The Roadside Something out in uh, Santa Clarita, <laughs> which is no longer there. But it, yeah, The Roadside, it was, yeah, it was a real actual bar. I remember also inside, they, when he jumps up on the table and they're doing the tequila, tequila dance. oh yeah. Uh, Tim Burton asked me, he goes, well, well Corey, can you do a backflip off of the table? I'm going to be on the shoes and have you do a backflip onto the table. I said, absolutely not. I, no, I can't. How's that for an, oh, you sure? i go positive I can't, because I thought I was going to break my ankles. Oh, sure.
1: I'm like, no, that's not that's not my forte. How about when you do the audition to double Pee Wee? I didn't, who's there? Is Pee Wee there when you come in and you don't know who he is or something? <clears throat> what had happened was Paul Baxley, who was the second unit director, stunt coordinator on Dukes
0: of Hazzard, We were on hiatus and he got, uh, offered to do the show. So he called me in to meet Tim Burton to see if I'd make a good double. Well, when I came into the room, the office down there at Warner Brothers, um, I did not know who Pee Wee Herman was, Paul Rubens, Mm -hmm. who I still get Christmas cards from every year. That's so great. And he was sitting there in the room. And so I met, meet Tim Burton and unbeknownst to me, they were doing a visual to see, well, how does Corey's profile match up with Pee Wee? And, and uh, they somehow got on the topic, what well, do you think you could run like at Pee Wee Herb? Because there's a lot of running. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't know. I've never seen the guy that, you know, and he cleared his throat like, <clears> throat> like it's me. Yeah. You know, right? And I just very quickly go, just kidding. I go, of course, I would know who you are. You know, I, <laughs> I could run just like you. And I took a wild guess that that was him. <laughs> Because I
1: didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> it's a great movie. I mean, that's one of my top five favorite films. Um, a lot didn't make the screen. Really? Yeah. So lot. there are deleted scenes yes. that no one even knows about.
0: I had to climb up a mountain in Malibu Canyon. Not a mountain. A cliff. Because I remember they had to pull me. I had to look like I was climbing up. And I get to the top. And there was the some sheep... And a little a girl that was a sheep herder. Really? I've never even heard of and, this. Yeah. And, and, I, and I spook her, and she turns and screams with spooks peewee. And I had to fall backwards off of this cliff. And my harness that I had on underneath was connected, you know, was a rope. Right. And so I pendulumed out and slapped into the cliff really hard. And I had to do that three times. I've never heard of this. Never made the movie. Yeah.
1: Well, coming up as a stuntman, are there things you just have to do that you just, I mean, like I couldn't do the height stuff. I mean, you, you got to do some falls and what, I mean, how does that come about or how do you even learn to do that? A, a lot of it is not really learning. It's,
0: it's um, asking the, the veterans, the, the ones who've been around a long time, oh, what for an example. Um, a car is going down the road at forty miles an hour, forty-five, and you need to jump out of the back seat onto the onto the road. And what's, what what's, what padding should I use? And what should I be trying to? How should I try to rotate my my body? And give me some advice and some of the old timers are the ones you'd get those little little pieces of in of valuable information mm-hmm. of how to rotate your body. It's like a car hit. If you're going to come out in the street and a car's going to come at you know, 13, 12, 13, 50 miles an hour and hit you, you don't let the car hit you. It's a it's a, a picture punch. You use, the camera's going to stack it up so it looks like it hits you. And the little trick that the driver will do, because I've driven a lot on car hits, I've only been hit like four times, it being the guy taking the hit. The combination that makes sells it is the person driving the car just before you're going to make impact they stomp on the front brakes which dips the front end of the vehicle mm. probably you know five to six inches makes it easier for you because you're jumping up and spinning your hips to start the rotation so the car actually comes underneath you but the dipping hitting the brakes and dipping to the front end sells the impact because it hit it yes and you could see the difference If you don't do that as a driver, if you don't stop on the brakes to dip the front end, it doesn't look as violent. It doesn't look as violent as when when you the front end dips. If a car just goes straight and hits a, you're like, someone had to figure that out the hard way. Yes, yes. And and those were and and again we talked about they don't do the those raw, real car hits anymore. They do them in pieces. And and the and the hood of the car is padded with neoprene and they've got a a 20 by 40 foot section of neoprene that's two inches thick that's painted to look like the asphalt that's on the ground oh good grief i'm like really i didn't have that luxury when i was there you you put your pads on underneath your wardrobe and if the camera guy could see it you'd have to lose the pad do they still set people on fire yes so that is still a thing i was just on a movie doubling andy garcia james uh is it Franco, James Franco? James Franco, yes. Um, was in it. I was in Puerto Rico, and they did a, a burn. A guy was sitting in a chair, and they come up and douse him with gasoline and then uh, in the movie, and then light him on fire, and they did a full burn. So they still do that, yeah.
1: I guess people like you specialize in the car thing. There's somebody that probably specializes in the fire thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, and those guys don't work all the time. They don't want...
1: There's not a lot of... It's not a super common...
0: No. I mean, name me three films. The guys are on fire. It's
1: kind of hard. You're like, well, no, years ago. But, yeah,
0: very seldom do they the
1: do. The Freddy Krueger one was the best at the end of the first Freddy Krueger. The guy runs down the stairs and back up the stairs. I mean, he spends a lot of time on camera on fire. On fire, on fire yeah. You know? But unreal. The, yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for fire. I've been burned.
0: I've had third-degree you know, skin replacements from... Getting burned, I did the movie Backdraft years and years ago, and um, yeah, fire is just not your friend. I mean, I, I like campfires and candlelight, but <laughs> not that kind. <laughs> no, when and, and and the last thing I just did that was fire related was on, uh, what's that nine one one show, uh, Lone Star, Lone Star nine one one, and okay. I had a cannon roll, a vehicle. And then had a delay switch on it for what we call a propane popper, which mm-hmm. isn't a propane explosion, but you know, I I drive the vehicle down the road at 65 miles an hour, I pitch it sideways, I hit a button that f- the cannon fires and flips the vehicle, but then on a second and a half delay, boom goes off the propane, and and so you're you're kind of tumbling within the flames, and it gets real hot for just about a second, and then it dissipates real quick. It's so crazy. Quick. The last fire gag that I did.
1: You just worked with Stallone on a project. Tell me about reuniting with him. You know what? It was so fun because it had been 35
0: years since I'd seen the man in in person on Cobra. And here I am again doubling him because when I doubled him on Get Carter, I'd never saw him on set. Ah, so, it'd been, but you were on Tango and Cash too, right? Yes, I doubled him one night. Okay, and but didn't get a chance to speak to him either. But here we are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, doing Tulsa King, and I'm dressed just like him, sitting in his vehicle that he's about to get into. But he's like maybe I don't know five eight feet from me, talking to the director, and I I see him keep looking over at me. We make eye contact, and he then he'd look at the director and couple seconds later he looked back at me again and i'm still staring at him and he like (laughs) had that look on his face like you look familiar you know and then he'd be talking to the director and finally they finish their conversation and the director steps off and sly looks at me and i point right at him i go didn't you do a boxing movie years ago years ago and he goes oh Corey, i thought that was you and i jump out and give him a big hug and i go how you been man good good he goes you're still doing this i go Oh, I'm still doing this? Yeah, Meaning right. you're still a stuntman? Like, well, you're still an
1: actor? <laughs> you know,
0: you've been doing this when I
1: when I was in diapers, you know. <laughs> He's still making Rambo and Rockies oh, and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't I don't
0: know of an actor that has had such a long successful career. I mean, look at the franchises that he Oh, that's started, incredible. You know?
1: It's such a nice, nice man. Uh, Tell me about first meeting him on Cobra. That's a great movie. I love that movie. Gosh, when
0: I met him on Cobra, it was an awkward moment because they were having an kind of a heated argument. Mm -hmm. Was it Joel Silver, the producer? I think so. He and George Cosmatos, the director, and Sly, and they were having this heated conversation, and I was standing alongside this chain-link fence, and couldn't really back out of the way and was suddenly, in, you know, right there privy to everything that was being discussed, you know. What was the argument? Um, about whether he should wear a, 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 a harness, a five-point racing harness, or put it on just before the, the vehicle crashed through this boat that I flipped over this vehicle through a boat. Yeah. And they were talking about, well, where does he get it? And it was never established and, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But I remember Sly coming up to me in um by peru lake peru um oh gosh what's that area called out there anyway it's in california we were filming and um he said uh hey he goes hey Corey." i go yeah yeah he goes sly sloan hey sly he goes hey my brother tells me you got a pretty good left hook because i used to (laughs) spar with his brother frank yeah yeah so that's and we we had a mutual friend named ray Nataro that actually trained sly to box for rocky
1: wow yeah it's a small world so is he more rocky or rambo to you gosh that's a good question um
0: i i think it's 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 equal it really is i think yep he the rambo movie was just crazy good but so was rocky
1: it's kind of like whether Harrison Ford is Han Solo or Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's kind of the same. Yeah. I'm going Rambo. Okay, I'll go Rocky. Just because I love Rambo. I just love the
0: success story of how Rocky got made.
1: Oh, yeah. He had written it, and they offered him a lot of money, and he had no money. And they
0: didn't want him to be. They're like, you're not a heavyweight champion. You don't look. You're too short. You're not big enough to do it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do it unless... It
1: kind of worked out kind of after
0: <laughs> nine move, 10 movie. How many do they do? Five, four, three. Oh gosh.
1: There's a ton of all of them.
0: And then that one scene where he's lying in bed and he says to, what was to Adrian? Yeah. I just, if I could be, I don't know. I'm messing up the dialogue,
1: but, but they didn't want to film that. scene.
0: No. And everyone was quitting. And, and the, the DP that operated the camera, he's like, we got one shot at this. Cause we have no more film left. Yeah. I got one light. You got one shot and it was really the heart of the whole story. If I can just be standing on my feet at the end, I'll know I'm not just another bum from the streets, right? And And to him that's the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, He was right. That was the heart of that whole story, you know, and, and everyone identified with that. And that almost didn't make the film because they were out of money, out
1: of time. The crew wouldn't work, everyone's quitting. He still got the turtles. do you know that no i believe the turtles are still alive oh my god i'm pretty sure yeah he still has them (laughs) pretty cool you've doubled arnold on terminator salvation right or one of the genesis genesis yeah in a in a vehicle in a vehicle yeah what was he like i mean you met him
0: he 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 didn't say much he was yeah he uh I don't think like that I was doubling him because I am much shorter than him. Sure. But in a vehicle, you can tell. <laughs> but uh, I made a comment to him that, because you know, when he was governor of, of California, I thought he was going to help the film industry there much mm-hmm. more than he did. And uh, here we are in New Orleans filming on a, a blue screen that was, they were superimposing the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, and he looked at me and I go, hey, didn't they have, don't they have this in California? Couldn't we be filming this? (laughs) That's a good point. In California? Yeah. And he just kind of looked at me and took his cigar and walked off. Yeah. So we never had
1: words. (laughs) (laughs) That's good though. Yeah. You know? And then how do you come to be the bumblebee driver?
0: That was a guy named Kenny Bates when they did the very first Transformers movie. He just called me. says, hey, are you available to come do that? I'm going to work with Michael Bay and... I, I, you know, I need some of the best stunt drivers I, that I know. And will you come in and drive this, this, uh, Camaro it's called the Bumblebee. And, and I said, sure, absolutely. And, and went and, and
1: I'd only worked with Michael Bay on one film prior to that. The Island. The Island. Yep. It's a good movie. Yeah. You it, drove a like a 09 Cadillac or something. It was oh, super futuristic. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: it hadn't even. It never came out. Never, <laughs> never. Never. And, and and the and the wing doors would go up by oh, themselves. Yeah. I remember one time Michael Bay yelling at me from the helicopter, "Put the doors down!" I didn't say open the doors. I go, I didn't open the doors. Well, the doors are open. I go, we can all see that. I didn't yeah. open them. You know, yeah. yeah,
1: that was the thing about Michael Bay. I just learned. I just give it right back to him. He's kind of a caricature, isn't he? Once mm-hmm. he's on the set, he's he's playing this he, character. Yeah, he he's playing the mean, tough. I'll fire you in a
0: heartbeat. But th- I watched him in Tyler, Texas on Transformers 4 fire nine stunt guys. Br- brought them. So you will do it. Oh, yep. I've seen him fire guys and, and, and uh, for no reason, for literally for no reason. And just because they were standing there and, and sent mm. them home. And like, well, you, they're pay- being paid for the week and they just got there and you're firing them. You might as well use them for the full week and then send them home because later on that same day, he needed some extra mm-hmm. guys and didn't have them. But I, I got him figured out. I've had fun with him. We give each other a hard time over the walkie-talkie so the whole
1: crew can hear it. You know, it's been... Wait a minute. You were in a Transformers movie. The first one. Yeah, I went I went with you. Yeah, I guess you we are working the last day of the first movie. And, and you are actually in the film because you yeah, were yeah, my silhouette you were was in, in that yeah a, i was in I, the, the car, car vehicle, vehicle. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm a pretty big deal you you, you made the franchise <laughs> I, that's did. What, I, I did launched the movie that. that's right that's what launched all of those movies because you were in the first one that's what they say you know yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that
1: <laughs> yeah that's right it was a good time and you gave me your like id pass for getting on wherever you were filming or but we we filmed the you are in the new Camaro and then the, the one-on-two wheels and in the tunnel. I yes. Mean, it was fun. It was a neat experience. And you jumped in with one of the background drivers? Is that what it was? Spiro? Was it Spiro Rosados? I think. Or no, it was a guy named Bruce Kelso. Oh, Steve, Steve Kelso. Steve Kelso. Steve Kelso. Great guy. That's who I was in the car with. Steve St- Kelso. Yeah. Steve Kelso. Hell of a stunt driver.
0: Unbelievable. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's done, he's done the majority of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, yeah, Steve's real deal. He's really very mellow, very low key. Not you would never you think what, any occupation than a stuntman. He doesn't have that. You know, he's not outgoing and and boisterous. He's he's very conservative, and but he's a hell of a stuntman.
1: And worked on Dukes of Hazard. That's where I first met. Him. Oh, that's awesome. Do you see all these movies you make? No. <laughs> you should see Anchorman too, because you're very plainly an Anchorman too. You're behind Jim Carrey or something with a hockey stick, oh, in right. a park. And I was fighting Kanye West, yes, yes, and didn't know how Conway West was. <laughs> I had no yay. Idea. Is that am I saying it right way? Right? Yeah, I think he's changed his name to Yay or something. Kanye. So there was a. You called me that day, and there was a like Harrison Ford was there. I'll tell you who was there from what
0: I remember: Steve Carell, Vince Vaughn, Harrison Ford, Will Smith, Tina Fey, Jim Carrey uh um who we just talked about kanye mm-hmm. and some other big star and i forget who it was um yeah and all, you you said scott there's hardly no security here it, it, anybody could have walked in with a gun and just taken out half of hollywood's <laughs> biggest
1: stars <laughs> nuts yeah that's right i did i called you and told you about that yeah because you were going to try to get harrison on the for on the phone let me talk to him for a second or something that have that would have been cool. That would have been hit. Hey, Harrison, say hi to Scott for me.
0: Would you? Oh, that would have been. It's like the time I did that with my daughter with George Clooney, where I was doing Ocean's Eleven. And what she did? What she say? I said, "Hey, Tyler," because I just saw we're at Warner Brothers and George just came out of the stage, and I had talked to him, because I was his stunt double, and he, I told him all about my family and stuff. So he knew my daughter's name was Tyler, and my son's name was Casey. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Tyler, George Clooney just came out of the... Do you want, me, want to talk to him and say hi? And they, oh, yeah, Dad, let me talk to him. Uh, so, hey, hey George, can you come in? Could you just say hi to my daughter for me? He goes, oh, sure, Corey. And takes the phone. He goes, hi, Tyler, how are you?
1: And she goes, who's this?
0: She goes, George.
1: <laughs> and she goes,
0: George who? And he goes, George Clooney. She goes, I've never heard of you. <laughs> and he goes, have you seen ER? She goes, I hated that show. <laughs> and she goes what are you doing she goes he goes i'm at work getting drunk with your dad and handing me back the phone
1: <laughs> I go, that's what? so your daughter yeah she just said i don't know who you are <laughs> it's just <laughs> like something you would do yeah oh that's great oh my gosh hey i appreciate you being on guatney unplugged oh it's fun i anytime i'd love to come back again and we, you and i go back what 20 years 20 years yeah 20 years plus or something yeah we got a lot of stories man that went by fa- fast yeah did anyway well here's to another 20 that's right thanks so much we'll see you guys next week on guatney unplugged